Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched Reservation Dogs on FX on Hulu. Before we just get started, I'm ready to talk about it. I don't think Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. This is what I think we saw happen. I think we saw Harry Styles going to sit down next to Chris Pine, pretending to spit on Chris Pine's lap. Chris Pine reacting with a, what? What the fuck? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Harry, very funny. And that was it. And I just think that they're not explaining that because everybody's still fucking talking about it. I didn't get the sense that people were still talking about that until you just started talking about it again so what you're what i'm saying is you're bringing it back (laughs) yeah i heard about it like a week or two ago whenever the fuck it happened the day it happened and i watched two videos one of which i was like yeah it looks like you fucking spit on them and the other was like no it doesn't and then i decided i don't care the answer this and stopped looking yeah i I think he just goes pew and chris pence like what the fuck i think functionally functionally i think the difference is minimal (laughs) like (laughs) i think i think the difference is like getting spit on or not yeah i mean there's that aspect of it but if i don't think it's a joke to like pretend spit on someone i think it's just as shitty and disrespectful because i've never been pretend spit on or tried to pretend spit and not actually spit some (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he still got spit on him. I just don't know that it was, like, a full loogie. Like, I'm sure it looked like he was getting spit on. Mm. Anyway, do you want to tell everybody what Reservation Dogs is about? I'd much rather talk about... uh, So, in the same vein of that Chris Pine thing... uh, I, what I did get down the rabbit hole of was watching that interview uh, that Chris Pine and Harry Styles had where somebody asks Harry Styles about filming a movie and he's just, his answer was just, you know, it's just, it's like, it's like a real movie, you know? And you see Chris Pine like die inside. But do a really good job of not like you just his eyes go from paying attention to just like completely slack like he's just not paying attention at all. It's very good. Just like this fucking kid. Jesus, this fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) And what I just said absolutely paraphrased what he said. I'm not taking away from any content. What he said was superfluous fluff. I'm just saying he repeated himself about four or five times. It was just like a real movie, you know? Like, it was just, it was like, it was like a movie. (laughs) What is Harry Styles' deal? Like, sometimes I think like, oh, Harry Styles seems all right. And then other times I'm like, this guy seems like an idiot. He can be both. He can be an all right idiot. There's room in this world for all right idiots. I don't think there's room for people that spit on each other, uh, if that's indeed what happened. But, like, there's plenty of completely nice idiots. I'm an idiot. I'm not very nice, but, like, I'm an idiot. (laughs) You're also very smart. Nah, I'm an idiot. idiot. Also, just right off the top, uh, tried to keep watching The Patient. Couldn't do it. Too intense. Too intense. It appears as though my theories were wrong. 
but I'm not 100% sure. What makes you think your theories? Because your theory was that the guy he wants to kill is actually Steve Carell's character. Yeah, he start, I mean, he starts talking about the guy he wants to kill as like a restaurant manager and stuff. But that's all just a front. Anyway, want to tell everybody what Reservation Dogs is about? It's about some kids growing up on a reservation in Oklahoma. I didn't. I don't know, know that I wrote down the name of the tribe that they're a part of or whatever, but it's in Oklahoma. And just like rabble rousing. Yeah, just generally being like dicks. Shithead kids. Yeah. Like more Ste- than shithead kids. They stole a truck. Yeah, shithead kids. That's what I mean. Like there's a difference between being a kid if they were just like starting sh- it, like, even the spray painting shit. Right. Yeah, they're kids. But shithead kids steal a flaming hot Cheetos truck that's not really flaming hot Cheetos, but it's definitely flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> flaming flamers. Yeah, flaming flamer flames or whatever the fuck it was called. Uh what'd you think? Uh I enjoyed it. I was watching it last night on the computer while Kathy and her friend were watching Ted Lasso and the friend of hers saw what I was watching and apparently I had headphones on apparently made some comment about it to me that I didn't hear until later. But then we talked about it after I finished and she was like trying to just describe everything that happens in the show. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I, I can't like, I've got a whole podcast that we're doing about this. I can't do that. Um, but then she said, it's just, it's the show is just, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a, it, it can be a real downer. And I'm like, yeah, I, I got, yeah. I get that impression, but it's also funny. It was very funny, but it, when the reality of living on at least the few reservations I've been to and been around is kind of a bummer. Like it's, it's, we haven't done right by a lot of native American populations within this country. I expect the show to end up kind of a bummer, too, for that reason. Yeah. Otherwise, all you're doing is whitewashing it. Like, if yeah. life on a reservation sucks, what's the point of making it seem like it's fucking awesome? Freezing, dude. Whitewashing? Yeah. No, it was very intentional. <laughs> it was very intentional. Um. Yeah, and their kid, Daniel, I don't think they say it, but he committed suicide, right? I would suspect so. Yeah. So they they allude to a friend of theirs that died a year ago. They have a little memorial for him again towards the end of the episode. They just talk about how he's gone, how this place killed him, and yeah, all I can think is that he killed himself. Right. Uh, you've you've talked about it a little before on the podcast. I don't know if it made it into the episode, and you just alluded to it. You were they trying to recruit you for mental health services? No, when I was. I I think it was a combination trip. So when I was working as a therapist up in North Dakota at a university counseling center, it, it's part of my internship. Part of that was this diversity opportunity where we would get to go like see the sorts of troubles that they were living through uh, out in the western part of North Dakota. And the facilities that we were going to where they were talking to us about stuff like it i don't know that it was actively the attempt was like hey let's recruit um but i do think that that would have been a nice benefit for them because obviously one of the things that they were lacking were a lot of therapists to the point where basically if you wanted to be a therapist there if i remember correctly this was seven or eight years ago they would you would have a house they would buy you a house 
to live on the reservation and, and be a therapist. Okay. What's your first note? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I like what my notes are. I'm just like looking through if any of this is uh, even remotely interesting to talk about. This sh- so uh, this is part of what I was talking with Kathy's friend Anna with about last night. I, I got the sense that some of these kids were, but was this another mostly Native American cast? Was that like the intent here? I would assume so, because I had looked the the main character Bear. I had looked him up, and and maybe he is as well, but that wasn't what I found when I was looking like just a cursory search through his Wikipedia, for example. The, the- the two guys riding around on bikes Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love those guys those guys were great uh always riding around rapping i really enjoyed uh willie jack yeah i like honestly uh, all of those kid actors were great like i i didn't have any i typically have a lot of problems with kid actors yeah also the one one uh what's her name the one that's not willie jack Laura, yeah, uh, that actress is twenty nine. Okay, well there you go. So not kid actors then. <laughs> but uh, Taika Waititi was heavily involved in this, and he is not obviously not Native American, but he is. Uh, is he from New Zealand or? He's, I think his he's got ancestry as part of the Maori in New Zealand. I yeah, think. yeah. So, uh, indigenous peoples, right? So he's are got a, a passion for him. Yep, yep. So it would make sense that the guy that wrote this and I think directed this and certainly was one of the producers on it, uh, I did look him up because I didn't recognize the name and I just wanted him more. And found that everything he's done has been generally about indigenous peoples and always set in Oklahoma because that's his home state. Yeah. Like, I, I really enjoyed this episode. I had watched it before, back when it first came out, and with Shay, and we we watched a few episodes after that and then fell off, but I rewatched it today. It was like, this is really good. It Like, I might try to get back into it. It wasn't, and especially since I think a second season just dropped here mm-hmm. recently, so there's even more content there. It, it was enjoyable. It was funny. Um, it was, you know, obviously we had the sad moments talking about their friend. I suspect we're going to get some really heavy moments in throughout this show um, just because there's we start off with these kids being shithead kids. But at one point in time, the main character bear has a vision of an ancestor. So I don't remember. The, I don't think he had a name. The he un- did. Uh, let me look it up. It was the unknown. He said he didn't have a name. No, he said his name. I wrote it down. William Knife Man. Yeah, William Knife Man. Um, We're going to maybe want to cut out the laughing about this because I think that's a legitimate, like, Native American name. (laughs) It's badass. I am not laughing because I think it's funny. I'm laughing at how badass it is. As soon as I heard it, I was like, yeah, I, like, that's awesome. Anyway, he had this vision of William Knife Man basically chastising him for like why are you shitting on your own community yeah so i think there's going to be and we start to see at the end of this episode a a message of trying to improve the community around and that sort of thing and that's where they get this reservation dog's name is they're going to become a gang of vigilantes that go against this other act like shitty gang 
um, that I those paintball guns they shot those kids with. I did not think those were paintball guns. It's like, oh shit! I thought this was about to get really fucking dark. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, really fast, but yeah, it just turned out to be paintball guns. Which maybe that's I'm sure that's them trying to set the tone for the show. Like this could get really dark really fast, but we're gonna keep it a little lighthearted. <laughs> So part of what is motivating these kids to steal and do uh, shithead kid stuff is to make enough money so that they can move out of this reservation to California. Uh, and their estimate is that they can have enough money to move out there in two months. They they, they know they, they're going to have to have money to live out there, right? That might be enough money to, to get them out there. I had that thought too, like... What's your plan when you get out there? Because right now you're just setting yourself up to live the same life that you're living now in California. I won't be surprised if that ends up a through line at some point for at least one of the characters. I, you know, one of the characters could go away, move to California, and end up having to come back because I hope it's cheese. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Is it because you want a spin-off sitcom cheese in California? <laughs> I liked cheese. He uh reminded me of the friend from the new Spider-Man movies. Ned? Yeah, he reminded me of Ned, just like really he looked like Ned, just really thin. Okay. You might be right. Uh I'm not sure I put that that together, but yeah, he was uh I'll pull up his picture. Entertaining. Yeah, look at him. He looks like Ned. He has got a, a bit of a Ned. He's he's got a bit of a chubby face, even yeah. if he's not like overweight himself. Yeah, he, he got a bit of Ned in him. Do you think that that truck driver knows that those kids stole the truck, and that's why he was just guilt tripping them at the gas station? Because if he didn't, that dude was just letting everybody know all the shit that was going wrong in his life very loudly, which seemed weird. Uh, it seemed like he was buddies with the cashier. It just felt a lot like he was just going on and on and talking very loudly so the kids could hear about how shitty his life is now. I won't be surprised if we find out that he lied about half of that stuff just so they would give his truck back. Or maybe, you know, TV show. Yeah, I think either that. It felt uh, performative even for a TV show. So either... He was performing and trying to get the kids to listen. That was part of the show. Or he's just a very bad actor, which is entirely possible. He was in it for all of 30 seconds. I couldn't believe that um, the head of the sanitation department from Parks and Recs let them have those chips. Those chips had to have been worth some money. As, I mean, displayed by them selling them for 50 cents a bag. How many bags of chips did they have? They could have had like 400 bags of chips. Uh, I think that the operation that they were running was a salvage one. I don't think that they were set up to sell those. And I also think that he correctly assumed that selling those chips was going to get attention. Sure. They still had value more than the dollar he charged them. Agreed. I don't know why he only charged them a dollar. Right. That's what I'm saying. But I don't think he needed to. I don't think he. I think. He didn't give a fuck about the chips. I don't think he should have charged them more. I don't know why he charged them a dollar as opposed to just giving them away, which is functionally what he was doing. It seemed that there was some reason for that. I don't know if it's it's a cultural thing where it's like we, we've got to have an, an even exchange of some kind or what. Um, but, yeah, it was it was weird. And rightfully so, because ultimately those chips are what 
got the cop coming by to talk to him in the first place. The cop not being terribly effective, but him coming by to, to chat with them. They're just dropping quarters into the gas tank of their motorcycle like idiots. What What a bunch of idiots. Also, they're I'm, shithead kids. Yeah, I'm speaking to that. Don't steal money from your mom's wallet. Come on, Bear. You're better than that. He's not, though. He's a shithead kid. Yeah, I know. You, you might be better than that. He's a shithead kid who's trying to get the fuck out of town. And at least in that moment, is still operating under the idea that this town is killing them all. I, I think that there was some metaphor, obvious metaphor there as far as their friend having been killed by the town. But I think there was some literal, like, this town's just going to destroy us if we stick around. Yeah. We talked about him earlier, but William Knifeman was the best. He was he was the thing that had me fucking dying laughing. Yeah. Um, between his introduction of looks like you've tasted some of the white man's lead was such a weird way to put you got shot with a paintball. Um, and then and then his whole, uh, you know, I was at the Battle of Little Bighorn or whatever. I fought bravely. Well, I didn't fight, but I, I saw Custer. And I wanted to kill him real bad. I rode really well. Well, no, I didn't. Like, my horse hit a divot, and then it rolled over me and squished me dead. This horse right here. Man, how shitty would it be to, like, have your horse kill you, and you both become ho- you both become ghosts, and now you're stuck with that shitty horse that killed you for eternity? You want to, you want to imagine it for a second? Imagine Chauncey kills you somehow. And then you're just stuck with Chauncey. they don't even have to send me to hell like i I think i mean i think that's what it is i'd be actively trying to figure out my task to make me move on to the next (laughs) and it'll turn out oh dude all right we're not even writing episode two (laughs) it turns out that my task was making up with chauncey yes but it takes so long (laughs) yeah i think you both have to learn (laughs) your task is to make up with chauncey and i think it come it comes down to you coming to grips with the fact that the reason he's (laughs) such an annoying little bugger is exactly what i said He's farsighted. He just doesn't, he has no depth perception whatsoever. And all you gotta do is get him doggy glasses. <laughs> it takes him, it, it takes him like uh, 300 years to stop falling for, what's this? What's this? Go get it. Go get it. He's a, like a few hundred years and he's like, wait a minute. We're ghosts. This, this isn't working. There's been nothing there this whole time. Yeah, that tracks. Or maybe the real answer is you need to find find him as baseball. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> I think this has to do with William Knife Man, but I don't know the context. All I know, yeah, I think it was William Knife Man. I just wrote down apropos of nothing, and not in quotes, which generally is what tells me that someone said something. Just my nipples are always hard. I'm always hungry. Yeah, that was William. Knife okay, Man. <laughs> I assume him just bitching about the afterlife. When they were talking about how they were going to stop doing the gang shit and just become vigilantes, was it uh, Cheese that was the one that was saying, like, we got to be like vigilantes, not criminals, but cooler, like cool vigilantes. Like, he just kept going and going and going. 
Uh, that that had me uh, in stitches there at the end. Also, <laughs> him wanting to be Mr. Camouflage yeah. was a fun, fun little joke. Uh, I think we might be out of my notes. Uh, what else you got? Yeah, I'm out of my notes as well. I want to talk about something. Okay. I want to talk about some bullshit Netflix just pulled on me what that I didn't realize until last night. What'd they do? Great British Bake Off, season it's ten. It's weekly. Is weekly. Yeah, it's it says like it says it right at the at the jump. What the fuck? Last night, Shay and I got home from a movie, and we're winding down. And I was like, "I'm gonna put on the second episode of GBBO," and then I tried to pull it up, and it was like, "Nope, sorry." I was so mad. I wish that there were some consistency to that model because it seems like even within even within a single streaming service, sometimes they'll do it weekly. Sometimes they'll do a couple episodes a week. Sometimes they just dump the whole thing on you. Honestly, I hate the weekly model, but I could at least get back used to it or do what I've been doing, which is unless it's something like F-Boy Island, not watching anything until all the episodes are out and then just plowing through them all. But to have it be so inconsistent where I don't know if a show is going to end up weekly or all at once, it's shitty. All these streaming services are just dog shit. Yeah, that's why we need to start our own. Yeah, we can do that. We've we've got listeners that could help with that, right? Because I, I don't know how to start a streaming service. Somebody started a Cinnamon Wizard website. Maybe they know how. Yeah. Hey, that person, whoever that is, time to step, time to come forward. No, you don't even need to come forward. You know what? I'm cool with it. Uh, let's send us an email from that Cinnamon Wizard email, because I'm pretty sure there's a Cinnamon Wizard email as well, based on the website. Let's schedule a Zoom call, and then we'll find a way to use a voice modulator so we never find out who it is. <laughs> or just send us the code. <laughs> For, for the streaming Just service. make the streaming service that's sending to us. <laughs> yeah. TM, 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 though. This is our streaming service, not yours. <laughs> we can't call that episode one, though, because people are going to think it's just the first episode of TV shows. Maybe we'll call it episode fun? <laughs> we'll keep brainstorming. <laughs> no, no. Like, think about it, though. Okay. I thought like, I put think, enough think, thought think, into on, it. but think, think about it. <laughs> How would you love to sit down, nestle up on the couch, and have some episode fun? You want an episode fun and chill? You know what? That episode was really episode funny. You know how the Netflix logo comes up when you start a Netflix show? Can it just be your face that comes up? <laughs> Laugh, cry as I'm just saying episode fun. <laughs> oh, your face. We could do the drama masks and you could be like the laughing one and I could be the crying one. I'm not even crying. I just imagine you're like a really disapproving like this is not. This was a really bad idea. <laughs> These are all very good ideas. Oh, wait, I had another note. Why'd they think that the meth heads were going to sell them the truck back for half price? 
I guess they did. I guess they did sell them the chips for a dollar. So who fucking knows? Yeah, I I think they're assuming that they're meth heads and <laughs> they're they're gonna catch them on a bad meth day. Yeah, I, you know, kind of like a bad hair day. It's like you have bad meth and just you wake up a little more irritable. The head of the sanitation department from Parks and Rec seemed pretty you can sharp. Just, you can just call him Blade. He's Blade from Community. He's Blade from Community? Yeah, he's Britta's uh, ex. Oh, yeah. That the Carnival. Kind of, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're in season five of another rewatch of that. So yeah. that's fresh in my mind. Also, that actor used to be married to Clint Eastwood's daughter. Could you imagine, like, trying to date Clint Eastwood's daughter? I guess he didn't feel lucky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, let me take you home to meet my parents. And it's just like... I meant to watch there are at least there are enough streaming shows out right now that I want to watch um that I know we're not going to get to them all in a timely fashion so I was just going to watch one of them I cannot remember what any of them were and I meant to watch at least one just so on the off chance we didn't have enough to talk about today I'd have something to talk about and I never got around to it so you know good story we're going to do that pizza show next week. Yeah. Uh, but I still do want to do the BJ Novak um, one that you mentioned on FX on Hulu. Okay. Often talked of, never seen, ever coming, never been. Daily looked for, never here, still approaching, coming near. Thousands for its visits wait, but alas for their fate. Though they expect me to appear, they will never find me here. What is this poem about? Death. Tomorrow. So death. Yeah, that could fit. Ah, sorry. Also, we both alluded to it, but you got to read these poems out loud after you write them. Seen and being. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's spelled like the same. If three poems... If three plums are worth two apples, how many apples are 24 plums worth? If three plums are worth two apples, how many apples are 24 plums? 16? This is just math, or is this like, ha, I tricked you? Nope, it's just math. God damn it, these, I... <sighs> can't fool you. And you're a math genius, so we can't I, fool yeah, you. Yeah, I'm a math genius. <laughs> Here's another one. <gasps> What is at the beginning of eternity, the end of time, the beginning of every end, and the end of every place? If this is your first episode listed to this <laughs> podcast, we don't do this all the time. This is a shitty game called Mind Trap. We didn't introduce this. Sorry, repeat the question. What is at the beginning? Should we just do like 20 minutes of these and then I can just edit out the worst <laughs> ones? Sure. <laughs> honestly, honestly, here's what we do. Right here, right now, we go through all of them, and then you save some. Oh, <laughs> fuck. You save some for, like, those moments where we just have, like, a silence. Just a man mind trap folder. Just, like, some intro but, music. But you're going to have to cut them up individually so that you have enough, like, if you just have a whole chunk of an hour, like, ah, whatever, fuck it. Anyway, what's the question? What is at the beginning of eternity, the end of time, the e. beginning of every end, and the end of every place? The letter E. Yeah. All right, one more, and then let's just call it. Call it. All right, here we go. Just pulling one at random. Let's see. Oh, no, we did this one. You know what? Oh, 
unopened. Hold it up to the mic so we can get that sweet ASMR going. Yeah, I should have waited until you were mid-sentence to open this. <laughs> what is one thing that all wise men, regardless of their religion or politics, agree is between heaven and earth? Death. Oh, they got you on that one. No, that's the actual answer. Nope. The word and. No, death is good. That's a good answer, too, because in order to get from earth to heaven, like, you gotta die. Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. Because... But, like, mean it, though. <laughs> I... <laughs> I do mean it. The card says the word and. Yeah, I get that. But just death is also an answer. <laughs> it's the moops. The moops? Yeah, the Bubble Boy episode of Jerry Seinfeld. The, the Jerry Seinfeld show. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm familiar with the Jerry Seinfeld program entitled The Jerry Seinfeld Show. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also familiar with Bubble Boy. I, I think I saw that episode when it aired and have never thought about it since. The Jerry Seinfeld Show with Michael Richards. <laughs> parentheses, not racist yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, they play Trivial Pursuit, and there's a misprint on the on the back of the card. They get an argument about it. It's the answer is supposed to be the Moors, but it says the Moops, and George is just like, "Nope," says the Moops. This has been our podcast within a podcast. Michael explains Seinfeld to Eric. <laughs> Michael explains the Jerry Seinfeld show with Michael Richards parentheses not racist yet or to Eric. or maybe closeted racist. We it's just not out in the open yet. <laughs> right. Thanks for listening to the episode one podcast with Michael and Eric. If uh, you can check out our website, it's episode one podcast.com. That's spelled out O N E, or you can follow us on Twitter. That's at podcast episode one. If you like the show, leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't like the show, leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, but, but four stars or more. Please. But but yeah, it's opposite day for you. So just like leave a really good review, but do it very sarcastically. Yeah, or uh, leave one less than four stars, but send us money. <laughs> sure, cut out the middleman. Yeah. Thanks, Bosdy, for the use of our theme song. See you next week. Oh